Hello, this is Dawn M. Williams. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast. This is My Two Cents Part 1. I actually am adding this in since these are pre-recorded. So let's just jump right into this before I get to the second part. This one is about a new announcement via uh, Allegheny County Schools in Maryland. It was a flyer that I seen in one of the homeschool groups I belong to. And I wanted to, people were in an uproar and they had every right to be in an uproar about this, but it was more so explaining that, you know, moving forward, you have until I believe the middle of December to call a phone number for the Allegheny um, government somewhere in, you know, the government, the, the I'm sorry, somewhere in the local county government to let them know about the portfolio review. If you don't call about the portfolio review, they're going to automatically enroll your child in public schools. So for those of you who do not homeschool your children or who are not familiar with the homeschooling process in the state of Maryland, you are required twice yearly to submit a review to the government uh, the local government basically outlining about between, I think like two and four work samples from each subject. So we're required to teach, I think like eight subjects, you know, and then you give work samples to prove that you are giving regular instruction to your homeschooled child. I want to say the reason why something wrong with this letter that was sent out. This letter screams First of all, she made it clear that they are having an uptick in people who was pulling their kids out of public school system. So it screams, you got to do something so these kids get back in a public school system. And this is why I'm, I'm going to touch on a lot of things on this particular episode. They need to pull kids back in the school system. Number one, because there are federal funds that pay for teachers to teach a certain amount of kids throughout the entire school year. Number two, they're raising our children. That's what it is. Somebody who has your kid for eight hours a day, five days a week, they're spending more time with their teacher than you as a parent. Now, I know some people may not agree with that. Uh, I don't care because I know once I pulled my son out of public school, I realized I was not raising my child and I'm not even a full-time working parent. I work part-time. So schooling has a lot to do with emotional things. Like I'm realizing how certain um, ways that he might feel might impact his workflow. Just like when you mess up at work, it, it might be impacted by whatever you're going through at home or, you know, something that might've happened with your friends or whatever. It impacts your work life. It affects their school life. And this whole homeschool journey has been, in my opinion, a way of me getting to know my child in an entirely different light. Another huge red flag in this ridiculous memorandum that was sent out. This is absurd. Because how are you saying in 2023 that the point of contact is a phone number? You mean to tell me Google Docs, I have a, a small business. Google Docs is free. I could just easily, I'm sorry, Google Forms. I could easily just formulate a form. So that it's a time of day stamp of people who, uh, you know, whatever they need to know. Like I got a Google form for if you want to submit payments, whatever it is. If you do a Google form, it would just automatically uh, register everybody. They could pick a time, whatever you want to do. 
You could do an automatic appointment schedule using free software like Calendly or Setmore to where you talk, you don't have to do anything. It could just automatically be everybody setting up their own portfolio review and all you got to do is press the start button on the Zoom call. I, I totally forgot about this part. People lie. So to go back to a 1950s mindset of we're just going to do phone calls, you can't even trust a bill collector to say that they received a phone call from you. So what's to say that this lady isn't going to lie and say that you never called. She don't remember talking to you. I mean, that doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. It, (laughs) it, it kind of like makes you say, I'm going to put all my trust back in a person. Forget, put your trust back into the government. Just a person in general. Who is this lady? You trust her with, with this much that she's not going to enroll your kid back in school off of her word. Like, I just wanted to add that part. This is why none of what that letter said made any logical sense. Because in my opinion, the only reason for this sense of urgency is you better hurry up and get these children back up in this school system. You Let me tell you something. I, I talk to a lot of parents who keep their children in the school system. And the reason they don't pull them out is because they're scared. And I get the fear because I felt it. When I first pulled my son out of the school system, it was during the pandemic. I am being honest. The only reason why I pulled the child out is because Calvert County Public Schools was, you you got real polarized political stuff going on in this county. It's not like all people is Republican or most people is Democrat. It's like, it's, they got uh, signs up on the side of the road when they get into these political ba- battles. It's wild. So, of course, the whole pandemic was politicized. And it's like, we about to open. No, we're not about to open. It was back and forth. And I was like, this is too much. So, um, I said, let me just pull him out. And plus, I saw how miserable he was, like, like in prison on his computer sitting at a desk all day where he can't even use the bathroom in his own house. And then they telling me it was a lot of stuff going on, but I'm not going to make this episode about that. But that's what made me be like, let me pull him out. And I st- we started with time for learning. And then um, I learned to create my own curriculum and do my own research and all the different kind of stuff. But I was scared. The way how society make you feel as though you're not capable of raising your own children. You're not capable of educating your own children because I felt it. I feel like I made the worst mistake in my life when I pulled that child out of school. You know, so here we are like going on three years later and it was the best decision I could have ever made for his upbringing. Now I'm finding out about programs I never would have been privy to. I didn't even realize I could put the child, which we plan on putting him in, um, going to community college next uh, semester for um, where he could do dual curriculums where he could come out of high school already at an associate's degree. So he could knock out, that'll save us money and then save time for the career he wants to go into. So there are a lot of benefits to homeschooling, but understand this, when I see some crazy stuff pop off like that, like that flyer, it's to me, you know, in my opinion, it's about money. They risking federal funds getting pulled and they're going to have to start cutting teachers because if all these people is pulling their kids out of this school system. And I know exactly why. And they know why. They know exactly why. 
we're going to take a commercial break and then you're going to hear, um, it was fascinating. The episode I already had planned kind of goes hand in hand with this. And it, most of my episodes are dedicated to entrepreneurs. So just hold on real quick. We'll take a commercial break and then we'll be right back. A clip from episode 161 of Research Shows Podcast. How long ago was that? When did you start the VV show? Two years ago. Oh, wow. So you was nine. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. This is, I'm just so inspired. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so, all right. So tell everybody, how is it being a social media influencer? How is that experience for you? It's actually been so amazing because I like to, you know, inspire people, especially at a young age that I am. And I want to inspire like kids that's my age or younger and also like some adults as well so they can inspire their kids to, you know, I wouldn't say be like me, but be like, like, like positivity, like have positivity and, you know, be positive, not like don't be negative. That is so wonderful. Entrepreneur Thursdays with Research Shows Podcast. Hey, this is your girl Dawn M. Williams. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast, and this is my two cents. We're going to piggyback off of the chain reaction theme. And today I'm going to delve into the personal life, which goes into the business life, and it can affect it 100%. So, just to give an example, um, if my neighbor across the street is dealing with like a hoarding problem or something, it has a filthy house, uh, it's to the point where government had to get involved, you know, uh, you know, she's risking losing her house and might be condemned and all that. And I go across there to help her solve this problem and my house is in the same condition, hoarder's paradise, about to be condemned. I'm getting the same government notifications. It doesn't make sense for me to concentrate on fixing up the neighbor's house when mine is in complete disarray. And I find that uh, happens in regards to business and your own personal dealings in your house. You can't hide stuff, especially if you're, if you got the type of clientele where you see them on a regular basis. So, Um, I do that because I have like one-on-one interactions with my clients. So if I'm going through stuff at home, I can only hide it to a certain extent. I mean, you could sit up there and cry on your way to work and then try to wipe your tears away and pull yourself together. But your clients are reading you. They are looking at you. They can, you know, see you as long, especially if you've been servicing them for a long period of time. And, um, I was having personal issues, uh, with actually one of my children and it was to the point where I was extremely angry for like, it was like six months and I didn't realize how angry I was. Like stuff was irritating me. It was like almost, I was transforming into a nasty, angry person because I was bitter from, uh, a series of incidents that happened with this particular child. And... It was a client had to pull me to the side and was like, we see that you have been really irritable and angry and is everything okay? So even though she didn't have the authority to yank me up or pull me up as if she was my boss, she loved me enough to say, we don't like what's happening to you and you need to do something. So although the child 
was no longer in my household, I was still angry and bitter off of the circumstances that surrounded him leaving. So um, going into going back to chain reactions, me sitting there not dealing with it, had a chain reaction um, on the weight aspect, meaning I'm eating irresponsibly and coping with uh, binge eating and, you know, gaining weight. I had gained a good, I swear it had to be like 40, 50 pounds. It was, it was a good amount because I had worked on my weight, lost it and gained every bit of it back. And it was just me, me and my youngest child. I guess I just revealed who I'm talking about, but me and the youngest child also gained weight at the exact same time. So it was kind of like me being in a disarray. It caused a chain reaction in my household to where, of course, it's going to affect my husband. It's going to affect the youngest child who's still in the household with me. It's going to affect that. And then it floats over to the work world to where certain things that would just be like a little annoyance, like a little bug flying in your ear or something. I would blow it out of proportion and um, not be able to check it at the door. So it's important to deal with that. It was a um it was that movie with that they did on Biggie. I forgot what they called it, but it was a remember the the, the biography or the uh the movie that they did that Puff produced with Faith and um I remember Puff kept saying you can't change the world until you change yourself or something like that. And I was young when I first heard that and I was thinking that's a really bold statement, but it's so true. So it's kind of like where they have the stands, you throwing stones and glass houses. It's like, it's better if you work on yourself first, especially in regards to business, work on your household and have that in a harmonious uh, flow so that by the time you get to work, you ain't going to work stressed out. You ain't going to work angry. I know your average person might be saying, well, how did you get it under control? I'm going to say this. Excuse the notification in the background. I know y'all heard that. My saving grace, because uh, by the time my client said this to me, it was right before Ramadan, and I had to make a decision. Ramadan, during that year, that was 2021. During that year, Ramadan was around April, and I had to make a decision to block everybody who was going to cause me any level of anger or anxiety for that month. And that made a difference because when you block on Android, at least it makes it so you get to choose when to see if somebody left a message or stuff like that. It's not, it's like these people can't catch you off guard when they call. So that made a difference. It's just important to put boundaries in place. And put rules to, excuse me again, put rules for yourself in place um, so that you could pull yourself together and fix your own household. And I want to say this, it goes deeper than just fixing your own household. Fix yourself, work on you. <laughs> like, how can you say, I'm going to work on my household? You have not worked on you as yourself. So, you know, as I said before in other episodes, here I am at the time of this recording, 41, and just now working on me and my anger and understanding how to control it, when it happens, what are the triggers, all those different kind of things. Me working on me helps me to uh work on my family so like i said both me and my young my youngest son gain weight at the same time then me working on myself and my anger i'm able to see his triggers and his anger he's just a child and so then we both losing weight together you know and understanding poor eating habits and all the different kind of stuff together and then that transitions over to my clientele because 
how can I sit up here and have poor eating habits and serve you junk in the salon and then lecture you about hair growth when I'm giving you snacks that could contribute to your hair drying out and falling off. So I just hope I gave a little bit of perspective to you on understanding chain reactions as it results from your household and floating into business. It starts from you, then your household, then your business. And then it'll all flow, inshallah, if Allah permits, harmoniously. It's important because if you don't, it's kind of like you're just going to see that it just doesn't work out. Like for a perfect example, if you get in somebody's car, their car is filthy and it stinks, well, more than likely, they houses like that. Now, some people is real good. Like I done seen people who who look fabulous, honey. And when you go to their house, it's filthy. They're just good at putting on that front. It's better to be as uh, genuine as possible in regards to business because one hand washes the other in your life. It floats. Everything kind of is like spaghetti. It just mushes all together, even when you don't want it to. So you don't need no drama coming up to your salon. I'm sorry, salon or your business or whatever, stemming from drama that you that's unresolved in your household. You know, all those boundaries. And I believe... um. Even in entrepreneurship, everything mixes together to help you grow as a better person um, in general. So it could, to me, do one of one of two things. Either expose you for who you are, and you might be a hot, freaking stinking mess. Or it help you grow and fix your areas and just, you know, grow as a community, as a family, as yourself. You know, just like a butterfly, you know. It could be one of the two things. I want to leave this last example. I don't do too many political ones, but I have to in regards to this because that's the first thing coming to my mind is Trump. I find it interesting years and years and years. Uh, it was black people endorsed him. He was on all these sitcoms. I remember right now, just off the top of my head, him being on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, just different things, different. Um, uh, what was he? He had The Apprentice. He had all these things where black people we're interacting with him and white people, just, you know, all different kinds of people. And people didn't really have a problem with him. You didn't see the level of manipulation tactics that he uses until you saw him under a microscope. You cannot be in the highest office of the land. And um, especially in the day and age of social media and, and, and internet and not be exposed for who you are, no matter who you are. Because we've seen some ugly truths about both sides, both parties, even Biden and, and, and Kamala and all different skeletons coming out the closet. So the whole thing is, it's better just to try to figure out what's going on in your house. Uh, I know, uh, at least I know Generation X and... Uh, the silent generation and baby boomers is not necessarily really heavy into therapy, but sometimes I know millennials are more open to it. Generation X, I mean, generation Z. It's like, I feel like you got to do something. My something that I did uh, was probably a good 15 years ago. My son's 14 at the time of this recording. So my youngest, so I was, the same the year he was born is when I took the Shahada and I became Muslim. That was my decision I had to make for myself. Yes, I grew up Christian, but 
you had to be honest with yourself and what's working and what's not working. It just wasn't working for me um, in regards to me being able to handle things. Um, I don't need to be able to put up a facade and then be able to say, oh, I got my life together when I'm in total disarray. I need it to match. I need it to be genuine where whatever's going on behind closed doors, you know, I'm able to get a grip on it and handle it. And Islam made a total difference in me getting a grip on life and understanding how to battle a lot of different things from commercial landlords to uh, white supremacy down here where I'm living um, in Maryland. And, you know, just a whole lot of different things, marriage issues, children issues, uh, anger control issues, my own issues, weight loss, all these different things that I wasn't able to tackle as a child. It was essential to that. It's no like compromise to that. I mean, it's, it really isn't. And um, anybody who's known me for like, you know, 20 plus years saw the transition from who I was at one given point in time and floated into. Um, and it's uh, it's an undeniable improvement. Um, I don't think anybody could deny that. So. All right. So we're going to end this episode. Um, let me take a quick commercial break and we'll end out. OK. Hey, this your girl, Dawn. I just want to do a quick commercial break to let you know that I got over 20 years of dealing with crazy people, okay? And with that 20 years, I have given a lot of valuable advice to clients, relatives, whomever, in regards to shutting stuff down psychologically. A lot of times we may know how to physically fight somebody, but to understand how to tackle a crazy neighbor or a lunatic landlord or workplace harassment or even a belligerent child that you may have. It's a whole lot of things that we need advice on. Sometimes you just need somebody to coach you through it. Just go ahead and head on over to imdonwilliams.com and get your free consultation while it's still there. Let me help you. Mm. All right. Thank y'all so much for coming back from this commercial break don't forget every day at 12 noon that's eastern time we have my two cents every thursday at 4 p.m eastern we interview the entrepreneurs and then mondays at 6 a.m we have the um morning show with the morning crew don't forget if you want to listen to this and any other episodes we are on most streaming platforms or you can go straight to the research departments with an s dot com click on research shows podcast you can also download my app which is i am don williams and um that that should be available on google play hopefully by the time you hear this recording it'll be available on the apple store as well but we shall we shall see so i'll just say inshallah if allah permits don't forget we are accepting guests for season five so please you can use the exact same link that I said, the research departments with ns.com. Click on research shows podcast, fill out the online form. And we look forward to having you as a guest on our show. So with that being said, everybody have a wonderful day on purpose. And I hope to see you or I hope that you listen to me for the next episode.